This is Paul Martin and Ray the Roadie for the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. How you doing today, Ray? I'm doing good. I'm heading down south to sunny Florida. You are? Well, no, not really. Telephonically, maybe. Oh, I see. Who, who are we uh, interviewing today? Today we have uh, Mark Dawson. And he's in Florida. Yeah, he is See, Florida. I told you we're going to Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's on the budget. It is, it is on the budget. <laughs> but uh, but Mark is a former, uh, former member of... Uh, Street Kids. Street Kids. Dreamer. Dreamer. All Night Newsboys. All Night Newsboys. There's an echo in here. And, and uh, currently the grassroots. And currently the grassroots. And a bunch of other commands. And he's doing other stuff. And and I'm sure all you want it to do is find out what he's doing and what's new with Mark Dawson. That's right. So, so let's go talk to him. Let's go listen. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't, you don't have to tell me twice. Okay. Let's go. I said you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> hey, this is Paul Martin. And Ray the Roadie. For the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. Uh, joining us today in our studio in beautiful downtown Joliet, Illinois, actually via phone, uh, bag phone, I think it's a bag phone he's uh, using. It's uh, Chicago's very own Mark Dawson. How you doing, Mark? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are you? And and it's not just a bag phone, okay? This is a singular bag phone. I'm back on the singular network. <laughs> You're probably the only singular person out there then. That's why you're getting a signal. There you go. <laughs> I, I I had an old bag phone, and my wife my wife yelled at me. She thought I was talking about her. Oh, but no. Oh, hello, hello. Hey, I guys, don't... I appreciate you inviting me on the show. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. So, uh, you know, let's get right to it. Let's. Uh, what's what, what's the start of Mark Dawson? Where did it all begin? Oh boy, I started. Well, I, I was obviously I was I was born in Chicago. Um, by the time I was about twelve, we went out to uh, move to Berwyn, Illinois. If you remember Berwyn, yes, sir. Of course, you remember because you live by. But I don't see it much. But <laughs> uh, that's kind of when I at about uh, oh I, I started playing guitar at about I don't probably twelve or thirteen. And uh, honest to God, truth, I happened to meet Jim Peterick uh, as I was about to, to go to Morton West High School. I was uh, just entering, and I was a freshman, and everybody knew who the Ides of March were, you know, back then. And it turns out Jim Peterick was a senior when I was a uh, freshman. So I, I met Jim just by chance, and I just was so impressed, such a nice guy. I, I was like, well, I want to play guitar. I want to, you know, be in a band with Jim Peterick, you know, which we've played together since then. But that was kind of the start of it. I just... Uh, Jim was a neighborhood guy, and, uh, you know, of course, he had a hit single, but he was just a, a great guy, and he was always helping out with, uh, you know, the kids, the musician kids. And that's right. kind of what got me uh, got me going with, uh, with Jim. Wow, just fell into the right place at the right time for you there. It really was. It, it was just a by-chance thing, and uh, like I said, we've come to, you know, become friends later, but uh, that's what got me going. Hooked me right in. Have you done anything with uh, Jim Pedrick? At all? Recording or writing or anything? We did some songwriting. Well, I you know, I had moved away from the Chicago area in uh, early 90, but it was probably around uh, around 88 or so. 
and uh, Jim and I did some uh, some songwriting together. Actually, one of the tunes ended up on uh, uh, I think it was my first DVD. It's, it's so long ago I forget. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we actually wrote a few things, and uh, Jim had me uh, actually sing some demos he was doing for. Uh, oh gosh, I think it was Groovy Europe at the time. Uh, you know, he thought my voice fit that so. Uh, after I moved, though, we, we run into each other once in a while, and that's really about it now. Just a right. hey, hey, hello, how are you kind of thing. What was what was your first uh, your first group that you started or you played in? <laughs> well, I mean, really, the first group was was until high school. Um, it was a group called Mile High, and uh, it was kind of funny uh, the, the way I, I wasn't really looking for a group. I had learned a few guitar chords. And one day I got a, I won't say his name because he was one of the, you know, the guys that were the band geeks back then. They were in the marching band in high school. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and it was this guy. He called me and I was like, what? He says, yeah, listen, Mark, this is, and he says, and I go, yeah, I think I know who you are. And he says, uh, oh, we'd like you to join our band as a, as a singer. I guess I was in a play, you know, a musical at school. And uh, he heard me sing and said to the guy, I said, well, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't really know how to, you know, play guitar or anything. I, I'm not really popular with girls and that's what we need. So will you join? No. <laughs> so I don't know where he got that popular with girl thing, but it sounded good to me. So I said, yes, I will join. There's girls. And uh, that's how it started. I, I had no idea what I was doing. And these guys had a killer horn section for high school, you know, high school kids, even though they were, you know, it was band nerds. But, man, they could play. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's that's and that band was mile high and uh, had fun and played in high school. And it was once I got out of high school where then I started to play, you know, travel, play professionally all over the place. They were all they were all horn bands back then, weren't they? Well, it was it, there. Certainly, were a crop of them, and uh, yeah, you know, some not so great as we all know. Some really good though. <laughs> so after that, did uh, was there anything else, or did you get uh, going to street kids after that? There, um, it probably well. There was a couple of I, I did play with a few local uh, groups. It wasn't so much local as they were they were playing. Uh, mostly Holiday Inn-type shows all over Illinois, Iowa, Missouri. We would go up to Wisconsin. There was a band called, uh, my gosh, oh, their name was Kix, K-I-X. Okay. And I, I, that's, and, but that's what led us. I played with them. They were guys who were all 10 or 15 years older than me, just you happen to, that's a long, not so great story, but it happened to need a bass player real quick. And I dropped in and then uh, I ended up staying for about a year and then putting street kids together while I was doing that. And that's okay. kind of, yeah, it's kind of what led the street kids. And you my guys, first real band, I guess you, that'd be my first real band. <laughs> right. And you guys, uh, you guys made the WKQX hometown album, didn't you? We did uh, the very first one. Yeah, we had the. Uh, I think it was the opening track on the album. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it was a. Uh, the song was "Street Kids." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Street Kids by Street Kids. Yes. <laughs> 
it was later entitled uh, Enjoy the Show. That was the gist of it. But uh, yeah, at the time I named it Street Kids for the band. I influence to me that's what i've been told you know of course at that time you know what else i mean stick was six sure. was going big that was the arena band sound and we did maybe steal one of uh, dennis's synthesizer licks or two maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't we all yes that's what you were hearing at the time so that stuck to you so that's right yeah it was it was there it was readily available <laughs> so how long was street kids together Probably was only about uh, was about three years, maybe a little more. Uh, we sort of crashed at the end, and uh, uh, which was too bad because it, the the band was was a good band, and uh, you know, yeah, personalities clash, things happen, right? Uh, and then I just sort of segued right into uh, Dreamer, which I was, which we had for about uh, about another five years or so. Uh, actually, with you guys might know Scott May. Yep, sure. Yeah, Scott and I played together. We we known each other since, gosh, since about 1970, and uh, that was our first, uh, you know, kind of. Well, we played together briefly, but the first band that played out anywhere uh, was was that one. We'd kind of segued into Dreamer, and then uh, that was that was a fun band. That was uh, Scott. Lasted a little while. Scott now now coincidentally plays and uh, works with Jim Peterick. Yeah, keyboard player for like 25 years with the Ice March now. Right. right. <laughs> That's funny how things come full circle, isn't it? Yeah, and, and Scott and I have done some recording as well since, you know, like all this has come back around again. We've actually sort of re... Uh, Scott and I, and Scott would be the first to admit it, we used to be tooth and nail at each other. And it was it was mostly over creative uh, things, and we we look back now we go man we we were these twenty year old punks who thought we knew everything, and then we argue with each other. He he would write a lot of music, I would write a lot of music, and we would try to bring them together. We would just fight, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's funny all these years later, uh, Scott and I have been doing things since about twenty ten. Now we've been doing various things and. And we'll present an idea to each to one another, and the other guy will just say, "Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go with it." <laughs> Not like before, where we'd we're ready to throw down. I don't like that idea. No, no more bickering, huh? Oh, it's a whole different thing. It's much easier this way too. Much easier. Well, as we, I think, as we all get older, we get a little more mellower. Would you say? <laughs> there is no doubt. The, the those little things that. I used to think were so important that I don't even know what they are anymore. You know, <laughs> they're not important. So tell us a little bit about Dreamer and, and did you and you and uh, Scott do most of the the writing or? And, uh, and you and did some our, you did some copy tunes as well, right? Oh yeah, we just when we when we played the, the yeah you got to play the full club nights. Uh, our drummer Rich Mahoda was also a, an excellent songwriter. Uh, he he. Uh, didn't get out in front or anything. He sang a little bit, but 
he wrote some really nice songs. Uh, he wanted to be Billy Joel, and he really did write in that style. Um, he, sadly, he died about, uh, he passed away about 15 years ago. Just like so many friends that we, you know, yeah. you and I both have. Uh, that that group lasted, uh, Dreamer was a lot of fun. Uh, we had uh, a, a contract with uh, Epic Records, it was on the table. It was, it was ours to... Uh, it was ours. We were set to sign it. And then we had a, an event that happened. Uh, we were signed to play a, an 18 date tour with Hart. And uh, that was back when Hart was just really getting big. And the tour was to open at uh, Poplar Creek. Uh, wow. just, remember, you guys remember Poplar Creek? Oh, sure. Bad yep. boys. Uh, the actual date was uh, August 23rd, uh, 1982. And, uh, our equipment truck never ever showed up for sound check, uh, and we never played the show. And Epic Records took the contract right off the table. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. It, there's. It goes a little deeper, but uh, who was who was in charge of that? <laughs> who was in charge yeah. of the truck getting there? Yeah, he he well, lost his job up taking it. Well, I'll tell you, this is this is true, and this you know those mystery shows you see on TV. This should have been one of them. So this guy, I'll just get his first name was Chris. Uh, Chris was our was our road manager, and and he was amazing, by the way. I mean, he would back then he was just a guy who got everything right, and you didn't have to worry about anything because Chris was on it. So this gig comes up, and Chris is on it, and. Uh, all I know is this. Okay, so I didn't have to worry about it because, it, you know, Chris was our guy. I get a call about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Back then there were no cell phones, so it was at my apartment. And the guy backstage says, if we don't get your gear by 5, uh, the group can't go on. And this was a Saturday. It was too late to rent anything. So it turns out, and we don't know all the details, and I'll never know them. This guy just didn't show up. I got a phone call. So we didn't play that night. Everything fell apart. Got a phone call at about three o'clock in the morning from the Downers Grove Police Department. Uh, my truck, which was was in my name with all the gear in it, was abandoned in a field uh, near their high school. And uh, wow. they said, it, yeah, the doors were open and everything was in it. But someone found it in a field. And this guy, Chris never saw him again went to his apartment and it was empty cleaned out empty so we never we don't know what happened never found out truck abandoned his apartment empty never saw him and we never played but your uh, but your equipment was still on the truck it, the, the back doors were open and everything was there can you imagine that unbelievable yeah wow. i mean you're talking <laughs> amps Keyboards, drums, every bit of it was guitars. All of it was there. Jeez, that was lucky. That part. Yeah, really, it really was. Yeah, we thought we were, would never see any of that stuff again. Is what we thought. But uh, there it was, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and there went the record contract too, right? Right out the, right down the highway with wherever Chris went to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, on radio, the song that you had, you had that one on on the Loop album. Oh yeah, that was the right. Yeah, and and Rich Mahota wrote that one. Our that, our drummer wrote that too. Oh, okay. Tune. Now, did you sing that? I sang. Uh, there was two parts. Anthony George sang the lead. He was like a guitar player, and then I sang in the. Lead. 
uh, the lead part of the chorus. So that one, that one kind of sounds uh, Elvis Costello-ish to me, you know. It's got a, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. It's what I, I listened to it earlier today, and uh, that was my first impression. You know, at, at that time, it was probably 79 or 80 when that came out. So, you know, it, there may have certainly been some. Uh, I know we were all Elvis Costello fans, uh, no doubt about that. Maybe they're just uh, the influence came through. Yeah, it was 1980 that the Loop album came out, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, we weren't afraid to steal anybody's ideas, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us now, uh, how, how did you get to where you're at now, playing with the grassroots? Okay, well, the way that came, kind of came down, so after Dreamer kind of went to this, I, I wanted to have a band that could, I didn't want to have a job. So I, I wanted a band that could play all the time, uh, and I figured it had to be 100% cover. <clears throat> so... That's what I set out to do. I put together the All Night Newsboys, and we did 100. Well, later on we added, but at first 100% cover. And I kind of, when we did cover, I figured if you're doing it, go all in. So whatever song we were doing, I would try to emulate that vocalist. Uh, whatever, if whether it was <clears throat> Sting or Don Henley or Alice Cooper or whatever we were playing, I wanted to sound like that song, you know, on that record. So uh, 15 years, I had the All Night Newsboys before I moved to Florida and just kind of, you know, stopped. Basically, I stopped playing. So fast forward, moving to Florida here, uh, we were working with an agent out of Chicago when I had All Night Newsboys. A guy named Jim Lenz sure. used to be with, remember, I think it was Toonsmith was his company. He and uh, Dave Graff was there, I think. Right. Yeah, I know um, Jim. I know Jim Lenz. So, so I, had, I hadn't talked to Jim in a bunch of years, but it turns out Jim went out to an agency in, uh, in Ojai, California, I think a company called Paradise Artists. Paradise, great. And, and I didn't know that at the time, but I got a call. This would be in the, toward the end of the 90s. Uh, Jim Lenz called me to fill in a couple of dates. with. Well, he didn't tell me. He just said, how, how, how well can you sing the grassroots? Because... He always used to think I sounded like the original artist. And I said, I said, the grassroots, I, I know all their tunes. They're one of my, they are one of my favorite pop groups. And he said, well, I got a gig on the weekend. Uh, if you can show up and sing, uh, it might lead to more. So uh, I, had a, I had four days to learn all <laughs> their entire set. <laughs> and uh, and all I know is I, sh I showed up in San Francisco four days later. And uh, I did two shows that day with them, and uh, I've been in the band ever since. Wow! And and, and, it was and you played bass with them those that night too. That night I did not play bass because, um, but two weeks later, when I started playing bass, when they had when Rob Grill was uh, Rob was toward the end of his career, he had a bass player, and Rob would just stand there and sing. Uh, and I was doing I was filling in vocals only for this. And, I see. Um, and so they had a bass player. I think his name's Mike Steck. He played a few shows 
And then it was, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, the guys didn't even know I played bass. The guys in the band, they just know I came in to do vocals. I said, you guys know I'm a bass player. They're like, what? And so we tried to get in. It was like, as soon as I played, they were like, oh, no more Mike Steck. Sorry, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't want to just sing. I'm not comfortable as a singer. I'm only comfortable when I have a guitar on and then I sing. Right. It's the strangest. Never. I've tried it. I cannot. I'm just not comfortable with a mic in my hand. Yeah, well, that that happens. I know. I know. Once you get in a certain situation, and uh, you're comfortable with it, that's that's the way you want to do it. You know. Yeah. Plus, I get to you know, I'm not as skinny as I used to be, so I can hide behind the bass a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have that problem, I think. So. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about some of your uh, solo work. You've got a few CDs out there. I do uh, the solo stuff that I do. So. Especially, uh, you know, since uh, joining the grassroots, it's I, I do things that are just different. I don't I don't follow any kind of uh, grassroots formula. You know, it's nothing. We don't. The grassroots do not record new music. Just to be very clear, there is you won't find anything ever new from the grassroots. We only do the, the hit songs. Right. Um, as far as mine, I just you know I, I just I don't know if it's called what you'd call it singer songwriter stuff, but I don't really follow a formula other than I, I'm very much a pop music fan, you know, verse, chorus, bridge type stuff. Right. Um, you know, it's pop songs with catchy melodies. That's that's all I try to do. Um, recently, I've I've done I've done two CDs with uh, that are covering classic tunes. Uh, and then putting uh, yeah, just like two songs of my own on. Oh, but uh, but like a, my last full-length original was uh, at the end of 2016. I put a, an album out called Off the Grid. Another tank of gas and I'm back on the road, looking for a town that nobody knows. Take a left, right, turn around, anything goes. It's gonna be another one of those days. There's got to be a place, there's got to be a time I'll never look behind me I just gotta get off the grid and grab what is mine It's gonna be another one of those days When the skies go dark and the train ain't rolling I keep my head held high and my thoughts pure golden And I, I really believe that's my best, my best ever work. Actually, I think it's even when I was a, a young proficient stud. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this album was uh, was even better. But I love doing the cover songs because I just kind of remake them, you know, reimagine them, and uh, sure. you know, do them what, however I feel at that time. I I, I kind of do that. It's been fun. Okay, so you don't you're not you're not uh, you're not performing those live or anything. That was just uh, some things you recorded and put out there, right? Well, when I do I do play solo shows. Uh, I do uh, house concerts mostly. Okay, where uh, it, I don't know if you guys have done any of those, but those are they're just fun and they're uh, you know somebody brings you to your their home. You you play for you know thirty five or so people. It's so rewarding because it's. It's silence. They sit there in silence 
you know, and, and listen to what you say and what you, you know, write. And, you know, you, there's what you get the little stories. They love that. Right. And then you play the song and it's really nice because it's not like a party. It's not like playing at a party. This is people sitting in chairs right there in front of you and waiting for what you're going to say next. And then uh, when it's over, then their party begins. And uh, I've been doing those for the last, uh, about the last three and a half years or so. Okay. Do you, do you play love acoustic? doing those. Do you play acoustic guitar when you do that? Right. I just, yeah, just bring uh, a Martin guitar and a tiny little PA. So, in fact, I've done it. You don't even need a PA. It depends on the room, you know, right. playing it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. Uh, and then I'll, I'll do a couple of grassroots songs, you know, acoustic guitar. But uh, I think because people are maybe expecting something, but... Uh, play it toward the end, maybe play Let's Live for Today or Temptation Eyes, something like that. Right. Those are always uh, crowd pleasers or wherever you play them. Well, you, yeah, because, of course, somebody said something to someone, and you say, well, yeah, this guy's with the grassroots, and you don't do anything, they're going to be... <laughs> you know? Yeah, why didn't you play any, right, any grassroots songs? Well, you hired Mark Dawson. You right. hired the grassroots. Right. right. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about your uh, show, your Making Noise with Mark Dawson show. Every Thursday night, uh, we do we go out live. Uh, we're syndicated, so uh, I've got uh, five networks right now. But the live network that carries it on Thursday is uh, uh, they call it the Hall of Fame Music Network. Uh, but it's one oh it's the, the the home station is one oh seven point five. Uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. I don't know how. Don't even ask me because I don't remember how I got hooked up with people in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somehow I did. And they offered me a, a slot for a radio show. And I remember the guy saying, um, so what do you want to do on your show? What kind of format? And I said, I really just want to play whatever songs I like. And he, he said, that sounds good. And he says, you got a demo? And I like, I don't even know what a radio demo is, you know, to, to, to get a job in a radio station. Right, right. And right. I said, and I said, well, sure, I've got a demo. <laughs> then I looked it up on Google as soon as I got <laughs> talking to him. And then I, I figured what they do. And I put together a little fake demo. And uh, three days later, he calls me back, says, this is six years ago now. He says, uh, when do you want to start? And and that's it. I've been uh, started out with one station, but we're syndicated now, and uh, we're uh, we're in Pennsylvania, we're in South Carolina, we're in Indiana, we're in Orlando, Florida, we're in Flagler Beach, Florida, and the last one is uh, we just added. I'm trying to think where it was now. Uh, it's in the Northeast, but I I can't remember which. Oh, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Plymouth. Oh, okay, that's where it was. Can can we find uh, it on the internet? Yeah, that's the easiest way, in fact, because if if you just look, uh, the best way to find me is uh, H-O-F-M Radio, which is Hall of Fame Music and the Word Radio, H-O-F-M Radio dot com. And that leads uh, that's a live feed, you know, 24 hours a day. I come on uh, my program on that network is uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 Central uh, every Thursday night, and I uh, do a two-hour show. It airs. It airs on Saturday. It, air, it airs a couple times on Sunday, and someone else airs it. Uh, which station they air it on, on a Monday night? Also, 
Okay. So from Thursday to Monday, but you can, you can always stream and, and listen because it's archived. Every, every show is right. on my own website. It's archived at uh, markdawson.us. So if you don't hear it live or if you don't catch the uh, syndicated rebroadcast, my website always uh, keeps it there as well. Very good. Very good. I'm everywhere, guys. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, where else can we, can we can we find you? Anywhere else? On uh, uh, social media? Uh, on Facebook, I'm I'm usually saying silly things on Facebook. Uh, the uh, I can attest to that. <laughs> you see a few. <laughs> That's my wife's fault, by the way. She she said, uh, I don't know, this is a bunch of years ago, I would say goofy things or, or send her a text with something goofy. And she said, you should share that with your friends. Like, ah, nobody wants to hear that. And she, she said, no, no, really, you should put it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And uh, just for the heck of it, I started doing it. And all of a sudden, I started getting just friend we crest after friend we crest we request over and over again uh just because they wanted to read those silly things i went all right i'll keep thinking of them if you keep reading them and uh <laughs> that's how it came down they are quite so, entertaining <laughs> thanks now we can just find a way to turn that into cash flow no uh, you got shape. that right <laughs> and of course people could find you on the grassroots uh website and Facebook page. Right. There's, they always link, right? The grassroots would link to me. Uh, uh, the Facebook thing, if, you, if you're if you on Facebook, you can look up uh, Dawson Base. It's my last name plus B-A-S-S, and that'll take you right to my Facebook page. Uh, you don't have to friend me. You can just read my baloney if you want. It's it's all there. <laughs> so you've been out You've been out on um, a, a tour, a Happy Together tour several times, and... Uh, and the Flower Power Tour, correct? Oh, yeah. Or Cruise, I should say. Yeah, we're doing that one again. Uh, Flower Power comes up again in March of 2020. That Cruise does. That's that. I don't know if you guys are into cruises. I didn't used to be until um, Time Warner uh, came up with that one. And uh, I'll tell you what. And I'm, uh, I'm speaking not only just as an artist or a musician on the ship, but actually, as a uh, as a visitor, as a uh, a fan of '60s and early '70s music, that is absolutely top notch. Everything they do on that cruise, uh, the acts they bring in, the the crew, man, that the, the front of house guys, the monitor guys, the stage guys, the equipment itself. They bring equipment for 25 different bands on that ship, and everybody has you exactly what's in you know every spec of the writers covered perfectly i mean it's like i expect to share gear you know just because sure. you're on a cruise ship now these guys they they don't they want it they they get your writer to a t and the nice part about it is that it it, it looks and great and sounds great the fans just can't get enough uh they and they this is an expensive cruise it's not it's a lot more expensive than than a standard, you know, cruise. But when you're getting 25 acts, you know, uh, most of them are name acts. People don't mind to pay a little bit extra. Uh, they get seven days from from 10 in the morning until midnight. Seven days of real live 60s and 70s music. It's it's really a, an awesome good time on that ship. Who are some third, Who are some of the groups time. that'll be on there? 
uh, let's see, uh, we'll have the association, uh, there'll be uh, the box tops, we've got uh, the classics for the Buckinghams, of course, you know the Buckinghams from Chicago. Sure. Uh, Peter Noon with Herman's Hermits will be on there, the Yardbirds, uh, the Hollies, the Zombies, uh, wow. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Uh, and uh, Plus, the Guess Who is also on there. It just keeps, it's, uh, I mean, I, as a fan, and I am a fan, I, I never sleep. I, I just, I'm, but I'm not playing on the, I'm, I'm going from stage to stage. To, you know, to hear them. And I know all these guys, but I just, it's so much fun. Just to, yeah. you know, they, and, and the atmosphere is, is, you can't beat it. You're out on the open seas, you know, rocking and rolling. That's it's not a bad thing. That sounds awesome. Sounds very good. So you guys are keeping busy touring uh, quite a bit, it seems like, of what I see on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, grassroots, have, we have steadily increased over the last 10 years. Our shows have been, We've been getting more and more. Uh, we're doing about 80 a year right now. About, uh, you know, give or take, maybe it's 76 or 82. I don't know. But we did about 80, 80 shows for the year. Uh, and looks like 2020 is going to be about the same. Uh, you know, just mostly uh, we don't do a lot of Midwest. Although I will be at the, in the, at the Arcata Theater uh, on March. I believe it's March 14th. I know it's a, it's a ways, but. I always look forward to coming back to the Chicago area. Uh, we mostly get out on the West Coast or in the Northeast. We're in uh, Philly and Massachusetts, Maine, and New Hampshire and New York all the time, it seems like. But during the summer, we'll hit like, uh, oh, we'll hit the Dakotas, always uh, upper Wisconsin, and, uh, you know, do things in Iowa and such. And we're forever in Las Vegas. You know, I guess that comes with the territory. We're probably in Las Vegas <laughs> six, six, seven times uh, a year. Sure. Uh, I don't mind being in Las Vegas. It's not a bad thing. It's just we're always there. <laughs> right, right. Now, of course, the group was uh, was uh, nominated or uh, inducted into the American Pop Music Hall of Fame, if I'm correct. Yeah, they, that was, uh, I think it was 2016, uh interesting about that we you know we were excited about it and then uh they didn't have an official induction well they were they planned on one and then the building that they were <laughs> constructing i guess it's in the hometown of of uh, bobby vinton uh, when they got everything in order i guess they, it all fell through I, I don't know all the details but they never did have an induct induction ceremony we got a piece of paper that said that the band was <laughs> part of the <laughs> America's Pop Music Hall of Fame, which is very cool because right. we were we were inducted along with the association, Barbara Streisand, Neil Sedaka. I mean, you know, some, there were some big names that when we uh, when we got in there. So it was very proud of that. It was very nice. The reason the reason I bring that up is because uh, we're talking to you now from the from the Illinois Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, which is planning on opening sometime next year, uh, but they've got a setup for us here with microphones and and uh, phone hookup and what have you in order in order to uh, to do our podcast. We got linked up with them um, uh, a few months ago, and um, and maybe uh, maybe Mark, we can get Mark Dawson into the uh, Illinois Hall of Fame at some point. Uh, you know what? I would love that. You're, you're you're hanging out with my old buddy Ron Romero out there, then, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, I'm a charter member, by the way. Um, I am a member of the Illinois Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because that is a wonderful movement. And I, I've talked around about this a little bit. I, man, I, I know that uh, strides are being made, and you've got. Your, I know you guys got your building in order, and uh, it's it's going up, and that is so cool that uh, you know it'll actually become a reality. I know Ron works hard on that, and uh, as as everybody else involved does as well. Um, I, I'm actually on the, the CD that uh, they put out uh, for, to raise funds. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's eight or ten months ago. Right. Where mm-hmm. they, uh, yeah, right. I have a track on there. It was very nice of Ron to invite me to participate, and I was glad to do it. And uh, if they could ever find a spot for people who didn't matter very much but really love Chicago and Illinois, then they could put me in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll take that little dark corner any day if it's. If it's got anything to do with the uh, rock and roll music, I'm in. You know, well, well, Paul's band, them and I rush. They're on that CD along with you. Right. Oh yeah. You guys. Uh, was it six tune? I, right. We do a six tune. Correct. It, it was cool. I remember that because I I've listened to it a few times and and uh, that was a good surprise when that came on because I didn't I just put it in. I didn't look at who was doing what. That's right. I forgot. Well, <laughs> it was I, great. I I remember I remember. Well, I remember Dreamer from, of course, we were on the same album then, too, back in uh, uh, 1980 on the Loop album with you. Right, that, that's with, right. And, uh, but I remember the All Night Newsboys. Um, I remember I, I also played uh, in the Dancing Noodles, still, still playing the Dancing Noodles. Uh, and, um, uh, but I remember, I remember seeing the All Night Newsboys a couple of times. I believe, I believe O'Reilly's daughter or somewhere on the south side. Oh, yeah, we played Riley's a lot, yeah, many, many times. Well, it's been great yeah. talking to you, Mark. Well, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, asking me and, uh, you know, sharing, a, good to share a few stories. I, I miss my Chicago music days. Uh, I will say that. Now, I do not miss the Chicago weather, and I'm not saying that it's a dig. I, I, I love my Chicago peeps, but you all need to come down to Florida to hang with me. It's just so much <laughs> Especially, I know you guys have like three or four inches of snow. I heard the other day. Like, that's uh, insane. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day here today. It's beautiful, sunny, but it's only about thirty-seven degrees. So, <laughs> oh man, well, it was oh, twenty-three we this morning when I got up. <laughs> oh man, we were ninety-two yesterday. I don't know what the temperature today is, but ninety-two is a little hot for October. Okay, I think we need to end this now. <laughs> hey, you started throwing numbers at me. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I miss I miss my my Chicago friends. That was uh, had great times and uh, great musicians in that city. That's for sure. Yes, not sir. like that where I live now. It's, it's not the same kind of uh, music scene in this uh, Central Florida region. Um, right. I, you know, I often say I mean I'm. Beleaguer this I, I say this to my wife and I'm I'm so I'm so happy and I always was honored to be uh, a member of the grassroots and going on 13 years as a you know full-time member but I I, I say if, if if that didn't work out if we didn't connect and get and I, be part of that I, I couldn't find myself as being a part of this scene in the in central Florida it's well, so anyway I'm just glad that it came out the way it did because I, I love working and I, I give it a Everything I've got all the time and always will, but uh, it doesn't, <laughs> same thing doesn't work down here with other folks. So well, I'll we, stay on the road. Well, we appreciate all the music that you've given us and, uh, and all the good times and everything else. Believe me. 
Well, thank you very much. It's 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 always been my pleasure. I, I you know, like I said, when I come back to Chicago, it's always a, it's I get excited about it. I always I know I'm going to see you know people that have, uh, from my past that are that are good people. Yeah. So thank you guys for uh, bringing it up again for me. I love it. No problem. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time out, and uh, well, you know, maybe we'll get a chance to see you up at the Arcada in March next next year. And that would be cool. It'd be good. Yeah, let, let's chat before then, and uh, we'll make sure we uh, make it happen. That's with uh, Gary Puckett in the Union Gap that oh, night. Oh, okay. They're, they're great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, hope to see you soon. Thanks. All right, Mark. Thanks. You guys be good. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, I think uh, Mark Dawson has the story of the day. Uh, the story of the week, month maybe, uh, <laughs> of the year. That's yeah. crazy. To, man, to have your roadie dump your truck with all your equipment and just disappear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, me being a professional roadie myself, I would never think of doing that. Because really, the gear we got isn't all that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, tell my tell that to Marty. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's crazy. That's, uh, that's uh, some... Uh, that's a great. It's a great story, though. Yes, it is. A great yes, story. But but unfortunately, he uh, he uh, they didn't get a record deal because of it. Yep, <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. But you know, he's he's. Uh, I think he's been very fortunate. He's been very busy throughout his whole career. He's played with many many bands, and now he's got he's with the Grassroots. He's got his radio program. He's a busy man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Busy man. Make sure you guys go out and see him when they're in your area. Grassroots. They're they're playing all over the place. So. Uh, uh, check the check their website. Check them out. See and go see them. Tell them uh, Paul and Ray sent you. That's right. And uh, they're coming. He's coming. He said they're coming to uh, the Arcada, right? And uh, in March, I believe March yeah. of twenty twenty. Yeah. So anybody in the Chicagoland area, check it out. They'll be there. So otherwise, as usual, make sure you're liking us and following us on iTunes and Spotify and, and any, anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Uh, like and share our Facebook page. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. I don't care. Tell somebody. Tell somebody, please. Thank you. Thanks. See you soon. Bye-bye.